0: Welcome to the Reclaim Your Truth podcast. My name is Kimberly Moriarty, I'm a coach and this podcast is all about personal development and getting in alignment with your true self. The self that knows you have within you all you need to create a life that you love. Hello my lovelies and welcome to the 10th episode of the Reclaim Your Truth podcast. Today I'm going to talk about Something that keeps coming up for me with clients, because this week I had a few different conversations uh, with people, which once we removed the layers, they all boiled down to the same thing, and that was, I'm not happy in my relationship, and I don't know what to do about it. So I wanted to speak to this because it's something I've experienced myself, and I wanted to share some of my insights, um, which I think is so obvious, yet you know, we might not even consider them as a solution. And instead, a lot of us drink to avoid, you know, situations in our relationship. We pretend like everything's okay, we lie to ourselves, we spend time focusing on the other person and what we can do for them, and we blame ourselves, and the list goes on. So if you're feeling unhappy in your relationship, if maybe you feel like you guys are drifting apart, if you're you're blaming yourself for what is happening, then this episode is for you. And if... If you can't relate to this and you know someone who is then then please share this with them share the love so I've had a total of seven serious long-term relationships um spanning over 20 to 25 years so I'm I'm drawing entirely on my own experience here but I'm approaching it from a coaching perspective and my most recent relationship I've been in for 4 years And I've seen a lot of growth in myself during this relationship. And that's what I want to acknowledge firstly. Is that it's through our relationships that we will experience the most growth. Our relationships offer us so many learning opportunities. And you know we might experience uncomfortable feelings. We may experience feelings of hurt, resentment. We may even experience heartbreak. But each relationship acts as a catalyst for us to grow, um, to work through and overcome our past trauma, you know, to become more understanding, to shift old patterns, to learn more about ourselves through the experience. And when you can recognize the nature and the purpose of relationships in your life, you know, that they're here to teach us something, it's easier to take a step back when things aren't feeling right and ask yourself, what is this showing me? What am I not seeing? What is the opportunity for growth? And just starting with these questions, they can be really powerful because they invite you to explore what's going on in your world. And that's not even something we do automatically because we're hardwired to move away from pain towards pleasure. So it's it's easier to grab a glass of wine or hit the town with mates or turn the PlayStation on Than it is to explore what is going on for us in our relationships. Or what's going on for us internally. And what I noticed for myself. Was that all my relationships followed similar patterns. Or they had really similar themes occur. And it wasn't until I started experiencing um, these same issues in my current relationship. That I actually finally realised that I was the common denominator. And it was like, oh my god, it's not even them, it's me. I'm the one who keeps having the same relationship. The issues that are coming up are my issues that I keep dragging around and experiencing over and over. And if this is true, how is this happening? Like, who am I being that keeps living the same experience? Now what I've come to understand is that everything in my world starts with me. Just like everything in your world starts with you. I'm the one living my life. I'm the one thinking these thoughts. I'm the one experiencing my feelings. My experience of my world is an inside out job. And let me just show you what I mean by an inside out job. So... You could look outside the window and you could see the rain and you could think, yay, I love the rain. What a great excuse to stay inside and watch Netflix. Or you could look outside and you could see the rain and you could think, fuck sakes, I hate the rain. Why does it always rain? This has ruined my whole day. Now these two thoughts are very different and they carry with them very different feelings. And those feelings will impact how we experience that moment and what we do with it. It's not the rain that will dictate how we feel, although it's very convincing that it is and it will appear like it is, but it's not. It's our thinking in the moment about the rain that will dictate what we feel. And this is the same for us in our relationships. Your thinking in the moment is what you are feeling. So if you are experiencing problems in your relationship, if you are feeling unhappy, and if you don't even want to admit that right now, if you are feeling like things could improve, then the best place to start is within yourself. You are the key. As within, so without. So what are your feelings telling you about how you see your world right now? For example, uh, my feelings are telling me that I feel attacked. Why do I feel attacked? Well, I feel attacked because my husband tells me I'm not doing things right with our daughter. It makes me feel like a kid. I feel like he doesn't respect me. I feel like I'm not good enough. Now, keep asking yourself more questions. Why do I not feel good enough? Oh, because my mum used to tell me I couldn't do things when I was a kid. Oh, so I feel not good enough now because that's how my mum used to make me feel. And now we are seeing how we are dragging the past around with us and throwing it into our into our present situation or into our current reality. Because if you didn't have that past experience or this underlying belief, when your husband tells you you are doing something wrong... You wouldn't take it personally. And I'm, I'm using husband here, but but you know it could very well be wife or girlfriend or boyfriend as just an example. And now that you have some awareness of what is happening, we can start to separate the two incidents. Okay, so I'm just feeling this way because of this past experience, which means I don't actually need to feel this way right now. If my husband believes I'm doing something wrong, then why does he believe that? Well, maybe he doesn't know any different. Maybe his mum did it differently. And that's okay because every child is different. Every parent parents differently. But now I don't need to feel so attacked by him. Now instead of feeling attacked, I can just have a conversation with him about why I do things the way I do without it being packed with all this emotion. Of not being good enough. And now when we have the conversation. I'm not defensive. And we can communicate openly. And, and you can start to see how our reactions can affect how we interact with others. The, the cause and effect relationship. And I'd really, really encourage you. To start asking yourself these questions. When you notice strong feelings arise. And I know I've spoken about it in a previous podcast but these questions are really good questions to ask because when you start to notice your thinking playing out and you start to understand the nature of it it's much easier to detach from it and not operate from a place of feeling not good enough because when you believe you are not good enough how do you act when you believe you are not good enough how do you treat those around you And if we could take that belief away, and you know, it doesn't have to just be a belief about not being good enough, it could be whatever belief you you discover in yourself, if we could take that away, what would be different for you? How would you act? How would you treat people around you? Well, in the case of not being good enough, you know, you'd probably stop being defensive, you'd be more confident, you'd love yourself more. You'd acknowledge that perhaps you're just not good at that particular thing but you're great at other things and you wouldn't take it personally. Now what I've noticed in myself and with my clients is that when things aren't going well in the relationship it's a natural tendency to start looking towards the other person. What are they doing wrong? How can I fix them? Let's look at their behaviour. But everything in your world starts with you. Have to be the change you want to see in your relationship. Because when you become what you want to see, it starts a chain reaction. There's this ripple effect from you through to your outer world. And you know, this is easily demonstrated when we make lifestyle changes. You know, um, your mindset around food and exercise changes, you start to make decisions based on your well-being. You might join a gym. Uh, You might make new friends who are in alignment with this. And all of a sudden, your outside world is mirroring your inner world. Right? And, you know, Gandhi said, be the change. You want to say, he didn't say, see the change, or talk about the change, or act like the change. He said, be the change. And what does it mean to be the change? Well, if you want someone to respect you, be your respect. Respect those around you. Respect yourself. People can't give you the respect you deserve if you don't demand it for yourself. And what does that look like? Well, it could look like the next time your partner tells you you're doing something wrong with your child, you can respond by telling them there is no wrong way. There are just lots of different ways. And if they would like to have a discussion, that's fine but you won't tolerate them criticising your parenting. Or if your partner makes a snide comment about you, instead of glossing it over, tell them their behaviour is unacceptable. Or, you know, instead of flying off the handle and lashing out, remove yourself from the situation and let them know, you know, you'd like to have a conversation with them so you can understand their point of view. That's what respect for them might look like. Respect for yourself could look like setting healthy boundaries for you and for others and staying true to those boundaries. And it looks like not accepting bad behavior from others and having high expectations of how we want to be treated because we train people how to treat us with what we expect from their behavior or what we accept from their behavior. Because if they can get away with it once, they'll get away with it again. And, you know, if you want more love in your relationship, then you have to be love. Give love to others. Give love to yourself. When you give yourself love, you allow love to flow through you and from you. You you will act more loving to those around you. You will also treat yourself better. You will stop accepting behavior that's below par because, because of your love for yourself. If you want more communication in your relationship, be communication. Be someone who communicates. Start communicating your needs. Start communicating what's going on for you. Start communicating with yourself. Ask yourself questions. Have inner dialogue. Explore the feelings that are coming up for you. What do they tell you? When you shift your entire focus back onto yourself, onto your being, you allow a radical transformation from the inside out. When you become what you want to see in your life, you bring more of that into your life. And at our core, we all want the same thing. We're all individuals navigating our way through life, but we all want the same thing. We all want love. That's why we enter into these relationships in the first place. We get an insight of what love makes us feel like, and we want that. We want more of that. But what we're really experiencing is the love that already exists within us. We're just experiencing our own love flowing through us. Because you wouldn't have the capacity to love if you didn't possess that love already. So if there is a lack of love in your relationship, then perhaps it's time to ask yourself, am I allowing my love to flow through me? Am I letting myself experience my own love? And the last thing I want to leave you with is, you know, a healthy relationship, a a relationship that's working, involves work. What we forget, or what we probably never realise, is that relationships are a daily creation. Because in the midst of everyday life, it's easy to lose sight of that love that you first felt of why why you're in love with someone especially when you're busy spending all your hours at work it can it can even be easy to start having feelings for someone else that you're spending more time with in fact maybe that's natural because we're wired for connection but you can't expect your relationship to thrive if you're not giving it attention if you're not creating it daily You're not going to leave your garden unattended for a few months and expect to come back and it's the same. No, it's going to have some weeds. There's going to be some dead shit in there. And that's what happens when you're not tending to it daily. Our relationships are the same. And Steve Hardison, the ultimate coach, says, A successful relationship is one of the hardest things most people will never do. Now, most people will never climb Mount Everest. That takes a certain sort of individual, a certain sort of drive. And it takes a certain sort of person with a certain sort of drive and commitment to have a successful relationship. Because a successful relationship takes work. And that work starts with you. Now, I'm going to leave it there. And I want you to connect with me on Insta at reclaimyourtruth or you can reach me on Facebook, Kimberly Moriarty. Let me know what you got from this episode,